Listen up, Maximilfs and Preda Clowns. You are listening to Prime Cuts, a non-linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. I'm your other host, Audrey. And apparently, according to Time That Is, it's End Racism Day. Happy End Racism Day, everyone. Um, uh, patient, stop being racist. <laughs> These episodes have nothing to do with racism. Uh, and in fact have mostly to do with weird rocks. Unless you count anti-dinosaur racism. And I do. Um, Actually, this is dinosaur on dinosaur violence. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so we start off here with episode five, uh, Chain of Command. And here's one thing I like about Beast Wars, right? The continuity is there, and it also mostly goes unremarked upon. It never comes up in dialogue that these standing stones are the ones that they saw in the second episode, right? You're just kind of expected to either know that or pick it up later, right? Like they, yeah, they don't have to take the time out of the fucking dialogue to go like, ah, and we saw these standing stones X amount of time ago. Remember that, Optimus? And he goes, yes, I do remember that. They're at Stonehenge, by the way. Yeah. It's literally just this is this is the Stonehenge episode. This is the um, the Michael Bay approach to backstory episode. Well, Um, okay, it's not exactly. I don't think Stonehenge ever had this like hallway structure to it. It's it it is a standing stone structure, very similar to Stonehenge, but not quite. No, I think it's literally supposed to be Stonehenge. Just it gets more deteriorated deteriorated in the future which is really funny because we will learn about the chronology of beast wars later and it is a very long time before stonehenge sometimes sometimes you sleep on a planet for four million years sometimes you wake up as a gorilla and then sleep for many more years again you know so they're they're checking out these standing stones and they're like well we didn't build it and there don't appear to be any life forms on this planet that could build anything. So what the fuck is up with these rocks? Um, I I really like Rat Trap's line here, uh, where he they're all there's like weird energy and like Rhinox in particular is like something's not like these things aren't natural. Something's not right here. Uh, and Rat Trap responds by going, "This thing alternates my circuits." <laughs> So, and additionally, there's also just a big bowl full of rocks in the middle of this thing. Yeah, it's a shrine from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and that shrine is given off of a lot of Energon readings. Or rather, it's a cork spot from Breath of the Wild. You found me! So, Rhinox mentioned something interesting where he says, like, this planet... Is not this planet's geology should not be conducive to naturally occurring energon, and there's a lot of it around on this planet that we've seen so far. So, like, what what the fuck is up? Again, remember, in fact, too much that will become important next episode. 
But here as well, too much energon. Too much. We've got too much goddamn energon going around here. All right, we gotta, we gotta. That's why we gotta wrap ourselves in meat to shield ourselves. Um, but of course, the Predacons show up, obviously, because yeah, there's not a lot to do around here, right? There's no, there's no, no cities to terrorize. There's no fucking anything. It's just fields, and then sometimes you find some weird shit. And you have to take control of the weird shit because maybe it's maybe it's like strategically important. It is like very funny between this episode and the next one that it's basically like they're just constantly watching each other, waiting for one of them to find something cool. Yep. Um, which is again like all they can do, but it's still very funny that that's just like established. At this point, their base defenses are so well like formed that they can't really do any frontal assaults so they just have to like figure out if there's anything cool and it's like well i want that so that means the other guys also want that which means we gotta get there before them but also the other guys are watching us get to this it's enough to drive you mad anyway pterosaur blows everything up there so there's like a a couple things that happened so the the predacons engage um my favorite part is that like you know megatron's like we'll be taking that yes and wasminator you know replies by going wasminator terrorize and transforming and uh then pterosaur does the same thing um and then scorpionic and tarantulas do not and they're like we are also here hello yeah also, there's a bit right after Pterosaur blows up the Energon bowl where Rhinox is like doing the action movie thing of jumping away from the fucking explosion in slow motion. Yeah, it's kind of silly. He's, he's, look, he's, he's, he's the fucking epic man. Um, but yeah, everything, everything blows up. However, um, the Energon blast, instead of being a huge explosion, is instead channeled through the stones and shoots a beam out into space. Now, if you'll remember, the last time a beam shot out into space after someone touched a weird rock, it woke Unicron up back in Armada. So, yeah, not there, good, I mean, generally. There is a line... Yeah, this is what I mean by the Michael Bay approach to backstory. It was all ancient aliens. Not a single landmark on Earth is safe from it was aliens who done did it. Here's the thing about this, all right? Like, it's just this one. And also, we will see humans haven't evolved yet. They are pre-humanity right now. There are proto-humans in the show later on. Yeah. Um... Well, there's actually a a line about that before the Predacons arrived there from Rhinox, where when he's talking about how unnatural it all is, um, that uh, basically he says that this planet doesn't have the, like, infrastructure, basically, to support life capable of creating Stonehenge. So Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about this like we're on Earth. There's a second moon. It's clearly not Earth. (laughs) Uh, one of the other things that happens here is um, Megatron and Dinobot fight. Um, and Megatron, I can't even remember what Megatron says to Dinobot, but he literally does the um, Arthur fist clench in response, which is really funny on a raptor hand. Yeah, with his weird fucked up raptor hand. Ugh. So, 
everyone everyone's kind of running away. They're they're chilling at their base. I like that we see Optimus sitting outside the base, just like reading a book. That's very nice. That's a very peaceful image. Just like a gorilla at night reading a book. Yeah, and he sees this. Uh, he sees this object falling from the sky. Don't worry about it. Um, and he has this like very thoughtful hum about it. Like that's his only dialogue. He just goes. Hmm. Predacon see this too. Both factions at first assume that it's a stasis pod from the um the maximal ship. But quickly Rhinox scans its shape and goes, Yeah, this isn't a stasis pod. I'm not entirely sure what the fuck this is, but it did immediately go to the site of the standing stone, so it's probably fucked up and weird. Anyway, guess where everyone else is going again? So Optimus and Dinobot. And then Megatron and Waspinator go to go there. I don't know why Megatron brings Waspinator, but like you know, I think I my my working theory now, especially after these episodes, is that Megatron just rotates between every character except Scorponok to keep Scorponok constantly on his toes as second in command. That's right. Anyone could become pretty spot Scorponok. So yeah, like, but, but both of these two pairs arrive at this weird fucking probe, um, which kind of looks like if Professor X's chair from like the the '90s X Men show was a coop, and also didn't had a weird alien markers on it. That's it, no, I mean, like. I was gonna go for a Protoss Corsair from StarCraft. Yeah, too. There's a lot of like OG, there's a lot of their OG StarCraft designs for the alien technology in this show. Which you know what? Ain't bad. I mean they're around the same era. Yeah. So obviously a fight breaks out, but during this, Optimus gets blasted by a surprise attack, and then the big pod starts glowing really brightly. <laughs> um and, and don't worry about it. And it get it it sh- it hits everybody and they start like glowing from the eyes and mouth and screaming in pain and then when optimus tries to transform it fucking zaps him and he seemingly is vaporized instantly oops yeah oops so then we cut directly to dinobot waking up in the the cr chamber Seeing all the Maximals looking at him, forgetting that he is a Maximal now, and just screaming, Maximal Torture Chamber, and, like, <laughs> running away. This is, like, one of the funniest sequences that we've seen in the show so far. <laughs> yeah. So it starts, it starts with him, like, yelling about being in the Maximal Torture Chamber, and then, like, Cheetor has to be like, what are you talking about, dude? We're on the same side now. And he's like, oh, right. And then Rylox comes up to him and he goes... So, where's Optimus? And Dinobot pauses and goes, oh, he's dead. Oh, he's fucking dead, dude. Also, there's a bit <laughs> there's a bit where uh, Ratchet goes, and Maximals don't even have torture chambers. Although, maybe we should. <laughs> I love Ratchet so much. And, like, so yeah, so Dinobot's like, oh, no, he's dead. And everyone's like, what? And Dinobot's like, can't worry about that right now. Someone has to take charge. It's going to be me. And everyone's like, no, pause. Rewind. <laughs> what do you mean Optimus is dead? And Dinobot's basically like, did I stutter? He's dead. I Move saw, on. I saw him get vaporized <laughs> by that weird thing in the standing stones. And uh, yeah, so he's like, well, I'm the strongest one, therefore I I have to take charge, right? Uh, and and, and Rhinox is like, no. 
No, no, no. This is not how we do it in the Maximals. You see, the way we decide chain of command disputes is through democracy. It's a violent democracy. All right, so it's a, it's a secret ballot uh, to decide who gets to be the next Maximal commander. And really, it seems it's mostly up between Ratchrap and Dinobot, right? Like, those, the Cheetor obviously can't be trusted with, like, living his life in general. Um, and Rhinox probably doesn't want to be in charge of this shit show because it would be bad for his blood yeah. pressure. Uh, also, there's a point where Rattrap holds a, his gun underneath Dinobot's chin. And I have... Well, okay. The only reason Rattrap is not a Predacon is because it would, it's too much work. I think he's a better person than that. I guess. I guess they have Tarantulas over there, and he's just... Yeah, I, I, that's that's the real reason. His kismasis is on the... Uh... Yeah. Listen, I hate I hate these uh, homestuck terms, but that is literally what they're in the next episode. There's a scene with the two of them that is rancid to watch. <laughs> um, so funny. So also, this is the first time we see because uh, we get to the dark side. We see Megatron and Waspinator getting healed, and this is the first time we see these the Predacon CR chambers, or as they say later, the Restoration Chamber, which is a huge vat of electric cum. And you dip them in there, and they get all better. Although it sounds like it hurts. When Waspinator and Megatron come out, it's, they're going like, Oh, God! There's a lot of bone-hurting juice in these episodes. There is. So after after Megatron says, Hey, uh, Optimus is fucking dead. Let's just go attack the Predacon ba- or the Maximal base right now. We cut back to the secret ballot. And... Uh, it's a tie. There were two votes for Dinobot and two votes for Rattrap. So, ob- okay. Let's discuss this. Obviously, we know Dinobot and Rattrap voted for themselves, right? Yeah. Who? Oh, oh this is easy. Rhinox voted for Rattrap. Cheater vo- voted for Dinobot. Because he's big and strong and cool? Yes. Okay. And also, sense. also, like, Cheater doesn't particularly like Rattrap. Rhinox is dating him. Yeah, that 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 all makes sense. So very quickly, yeah, and I I like I like the Dinobot immediately goes like, yeah, nice fucking system, bro. Do you you can't even break a tie. Like there's no there is no mechanic in this system to break a tie. And so he immediately just flips the table and blasts Rattrap with his fucking eye lasers. I I will say like. Rattrap does come through as an MVP in this episode in particular. Yes. Um, Both of these episodes he put in, he puts in some good work. Yeah. But this one in particular. Um, And it's like, that's, that's my fucking boy. That's my dirty little New York man. (laughs) Yeah. So just as just a whole brawl is about to break out on the Axelon, uh, Optimus calls in and says, Hey, I'm not dead, however, my body has been um, molecularly deconstructed by the alien probe and is currently being studied by it, and my consciousness is now sort of free-floating, so you guys, should probably, you guys should probably fix that. Please, someone free me from my flesh prison. Oh, and, God, Rattrap, you're, oh, and Rattrap, you're in charge. Bye. <laughs> he, says, he says, I'm sure you guys resolved the chain of command peacefully. They did not do that. Parentheses. They did not do that. Yeah, fucking, fucking Ron Howard voice. They did not. Um, 
And I like how, yeah, immediately Dinobot is bitchy as fuck. He's like, okay, Commander, what are your orders? Because the Predacons are fucking attacking us. We are under fucking attack. So they gotta go out. Rattrap, Shidor, and Dinobot go out to fight the Predacons. And Rattrap tells Rhinox, I need you to make a machine that can pull Optimus's body and mind together out of two separate places. And Rhinox just goes... Fuck fine. <laughs> Only because I love you, babe. <laughs> he literally he, he, later he says, I, "I gotta be a miracle worker, I guess." As he's building this fucking thing. Oh God bless Rhinox. <laughs> so this is where I like this because immediately Dinobot runs right to Megatron. He hits him with the fucking Liu Kang kick to start things off. Um, and they just punch the shit out of each other with CrashBash.mp3 playing constantly in the background. It, it's really funny because, like, Dinobot, I think we, we've talked about this as well before, but Dinobot really is the most, like, one-track-minded character I think I've ever seen in any piece of media, except the one track is Kill Megatron. <laughs> yeah. Like, he he has other activities, but the end goals of all of those activities are usually to kill Megatron. Yeah. Uh, like, again, like, to his detriment, um, and to the detriment, obviously, as well as the Maximals, which we see here, um, because the shield starts failing. Yeah, he's, um, he's 1v1ing Megatron. He is kicking his ass. He's doing, like, fucking flying okay. knees on him, but... Uh, that whole time, all of the other Predacons are just blasting the shield. And, yeah, in the middle of this, Rat Trap is like, Hey, I'm giving you an order. Put the shield back on. Just slap it with your hand to power it back up again. And Dinobot simply doesn't. He says, I'm, just... he says, I'm busy while, like, wrestling with... <laughs> okay. Does so he it's... even say anything? Does he acknowledge it? He did. He does. He says like I am currently engaged as he as you see him wrestling with Megatron's dinosaur hand because remember he's because he's he's like trying to keep from getting bitten by the dinosaur head. But Megatron isn't in beast mode right now, which means that Megatron is just holding his hand out and trying to bite Dinobot's head off with his hand. Yeah, and and, like, there's a pause, and then, like, Rat Trap just looks at him and goes, please? And, and, get, and that time gets no response, yeah. and then he just, like, rolls his eyes and does it himself. Yeah, he, not only does he do it himself, he also, like, he he runs so fast, he hits the shield, then he shoots Terrorosaur out of the sky. It's like, damn, dude, pretty fast. Watch your he, back, yeah. Tito, or your one thing is in danger. MVP, I'm telling you. And even after, once once everything is done with, Dinobot literally says, like, hey, you know, it, that was really cool of you, the way you just ran to reactivate the shields. I should have listened to your, I should have listened to your command. And Rattrap yeah. seems genuinely taken. Yeah, this he's like, is I'm, I'm dishonored. And Rattrap seems genuinely taken aback by, by getting a compliment from Dinobot, and he goes, uh... Yeah, don't, uh, don't worry about it, buddy. Uh, next time, yeah? Yeah, he's like, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's really good. Um, yeah. I, I was just... Oh, that's what I was going to say. MVP, most valuable play carrier. 
So by this point, Dinobot has, or uh, Rhinox has finished putting together the fucking machine. Um, and they head back to the Standing Stones, which the Predacons have already fallen back on because I forgot to mention. It's an e- it's basically a more it's a more even fight than it would have been because one member of the oh. Predacons was not there. Yeah. So um there are two things I want to mention actually about the fight that I, I have in my notes that I think are really funny. Um, which is uh I had the note here of Dinobot saying he doesn't literally say this, but essentially his entire attitude being like, I don't do this for the maximals, I do this for the sheer pleasure of beating Megatron's ass. That's right. Um, and then um, he literally gets like Doge meme bonked by Megatron at some point during yeah. this fight, which is funny to watch. It's it's after Meg it's after Rattrap turns the shields back on. You just see Megatron bonking Dinobot on the head with his stupid fucking tail arm, and that's when Dinobot blasts him with the laser eyes. Because the thing about Dinobot, all his hands can be occupied, but he still has a weapon. And yeah, so they left. Uh, they left Scorponok and Waspinator over by the Standing Stones. So yeah, Tarantulas is also being remarkably normal. That's, yeah, that's when you know things are fucked up if Tarantulas is being normal because so, he's oh, and, like, maybe we should retreat. Oh wait, it was just Waspinator. I forgot. Tor- Scorponok got fucking owned very early on in the battle. Um, oh yeah, he gets his ass kicked. But yeah, they, everyone heads back to the Standing Stones. The Predacons are like hiding. Uh, while 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 the Maximals kind of get set up here to prepare to like uh, extract Optimus's body, it's it's basically a point defense mission. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, so we we see more of the probe, right? And it's got these weird alien markings on it. And Rhinox is talking about how like he he has a feeling that th- this whole structure, probe, and stones are like one device like one singular thing and he is proven right later they are they are a single device and so yeah they yes they, they fight the predacons while right to, to give rhinox some time to fucking complete the objective and this is the debut of one of the best things in beast wars so while rhinox is like Doing the, his thing, right, and, tr- and trying to get get Optimus out of this probe, Waspinator is sneaking up behind him to get to get a fucking a fucking nasty shot in, right? But Rhinox hears him, and so he just whips around, and suddenly he is holding a gigantic chain gun. Oh yeah! And he just starts blasting Waspinator, and he just doesn't stop. We see. From Waspinator's perspective, his vision like blurring and going black as as Rhinox just unloads into him. It's yeah, he like gets slammed against the rock. He he is very far away from the rock. To be clear, he is yes. like several feet away from the rock, and Rhinox just blasts him so hard he gets slammed against one of the stones, which causes it to start glowing. It's all very bondage gear. Yeah, and so the probe opens. It, there's a lot of weird, like it, this probe's got a lot of interesting looking stuff in there. So there's like a, there's like a oval rotating in the center. 
There's a lot of weird <laughs> cameras and claws and pokey bits. It's ancient alien shit. And then uh, Optimus Primal is resurrected. And he says, guess who's back? Back again. Guess, guess who's back? Look who's back. Tell a friend. And feeling prime. And then he proceeds to murder the fuck out of all the Predagons. It's a bad line. I didn't like it. He's, he, Optimus, you gotta work on new one lines. Yeah, so one thing you gotta know about Optimus Primal... Very frequently, his consciousness is separated from his body. Like, this is not an infrequent, uh, like, happening. Happens all the fucking time. Yeah, the, the probe leaves after all that. Uh, and, and, and Optimus tells Rattrap that he commanded very well in his absence. And Rattrap says, never do that to me again. You can keep it. Perhaps, perhaps he has gotten a bit more respect for the office of Maximal Commander after having sat in it himself and knowing how fucking hard it is to wrangle these idiots into doing anything. He is not, by the way. <laughs> no, he's not. So, yeah, they... Optimus theorizes that the reason the probe left is that they have all... It has all of the information it wants on them. And they just, just kind of end the episode on, like, well... We don't know who sent it or what it's for or what they are, but fuck, I guess. Also, I'm sure it's fine. Dinobot says, what are they? Friends? Enemies? And then he pauses <laughs> and he so goes, something more. And it's like, Dinobot, are you going to fuck the aliens? Literally, my last note for this episode is friends, enemies, maybe lovers. <laughs> Perhaps they are attractive Intelligent aliens who will appreciate a, a warrior such as myself. Primal, yes, Dinobot? Do you believe that love can bloom on the battlefield? <laughs> so that's Chain of Command. So named because Rhinox's chain guns commanded the battlefield and no other reason. Um, <laughs> did, you know, did, you know, did you know that those chain guns were not a part of his toy? I mean, how would they be? And in <laughs> fact, there was never a Rhinox store that had those until the Kingdom release of Rhinox, I believe. I feel like that was a little advanced for eighties technology or nineties technology. Beast Wars stores are pretty advanced, I think. But there, I think there's a lot of uh, there's just a lot of weapons in the original Beast Wars that never really were reflected in the toys. The, the Beast Wars Twilight was interesting because so little of it ever made it into the show because of the, the expense of creating new character models. So there are just like massive amounts of toy-only characters who only ever show up in like comics and shit. It's interesting. Toy-only characters and also toy-only like versions of characters. Like there's a bunch of transmetals for characters that never happen in the show. You know, those metals... They do They're trans. trans. So let's move on to season one, episode six, Power Surge. This is a silly episode. This is a very silly episode. Um, we start off with um, with I immediately Pterosaur. have questions. Mm-hmm. Pterosaur eats a majestic eagle in the beginning of this episode. He does. What the fuck? And immediately after that, he goes, I love being a Predacon. Where does it go? Listen, we have fart jokes in this show. Okay, but are you telling me that these fuckers can ingest and process organic matter? What do you think? How do you, Alice, do you think farts happen? 
my guy. Look, that episode is it's it's an energon dispersal syndrome. It's not a fart. It may be colored green and make fart sounds and come out of his butt, but it's not actually a fart. I think. Yeah. And and what's about to come out of their uh, pterosaur's butt isn't a, a big turd. It's an uh, organic dispersal system. But yeah, I love that pterosaur's flying around just eating random animals and he sees, what the fuck? Is that a floating mountain? Yeah, so he's like, there's a lot in this episode, in this part of the episode, where pterosaur goes, I can't not do this thing, where he very easily could not do it. Um, so... He goes over to the mountain and he sees just a shit ton of energon and he's getting all these readings immediately um, as he as he looks down at it. That's basically like, do not transform here. If you do, you will die in like 10 seconds. So he transforms. Um, um, right. <laughs> yeah. And he says, I can't not expose myself to bone hurting juice. Which uh, he touches a rock and instantly gets knocked into the invisible electroshock harness that is on the mountain. Uh, and gets juiced. He gets fucking powered up. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he gets juiced, and my note for it is just still pretty hot. <laughs> so um, instantly, 100, like instantly upon this power surge, he's like, I'm going to kill Megatron. Yeah. It, it is Pterosaur's time to rule. And Cheetor sees all of this and also sees Pterosaur literally fly off like a rocket in robot mode and goes, well, that's new. I should probably follow that up on that. That seems bad. Yeah, what he says is actually really bad. Yeah, he says, fucking, oh, Pterosaur's going pretty fast, but not faster than me. And I got to say, probably faster than you. He's he's rocket powered. Cheetor, look, uh, I got to sit you down, young man. I got I to talk to you, okay? <laughs> I understand that you're very proud that you run very fast. There are many, many things that are faster than a cheetah. There are lots of things that are faster than a cheetah, including rocket boosters. You can't be the fat. You look, you you're, you're turning into Sonic the Hedgehog is what is happening here. And that's a frightening thing. Don't do that. Introducing yellow Sonic. Sonic you, you're here. So, uh, Back on the dark side, speaking of that. Um, oh, before we get there, I, I just wanted to say, I, I mentioned this personally, but see, the, this episode and the episode beforehand, um, but this episode in particular, this is the issue that comes up when you don't have Starscream in your main roster. Every other Decepticon slash Predacon, etc. has to take turns trying to be him. Yeah, you you just get a bunch of treacherous assholes. Except Scorponok, who is perhaps the most blindly loyal idiot we've ever seen. Yeah, he has has a line in this episode that is just, like, spoken so softly and so, like, emotionally. (laughs) Oh, and I was about to say Waspinator, but then I remember there is an incident involving Waspinator that does involve star screaming. So, like, you know, Uh it's it's literally only Scorponok. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Pterosaur flies, so there were the dark side, and, and Megatron is giving, like, a, a base defense demonstration, 
Uh, so do your, uh, another bit of continuity that big cannon that Scorponaut got a few episodes ago has finally been hooked up. Um, and it's, it's been sort of programmed to shoot any maximal life signs that come anywhere near it. Now, uh, how, how they they know the difference between maximals and predacons remains unclear to me. I guess there's like, some, like, there's like divergent evolution at some point right i mean this isn't but the would, that, would that mean it doesn't recognize dinobot then that's interesting because like all right so this takes place in the g1 cartoon continuity specifically it is specifically right. the cartoon so in the, with that origin of the cybertronians and that one autobots and decepticons were in fact like complete sort of completely different branches so they were kind of very, I guess, biologically different, right? Because they were made for different purposes. So you could assume that their descendants keep that difference, right? But you're right. So Dinobot reprogrammed his, like, internal codes to be in line with Maximals. Like, he's got the, he's got the, the Maximize thing. Um, but is that enough? To mark you as a maximal, like what? What? What does that actually mean to say maximize? Yeah. Is that like reflective of something you can measure? Anyway, yeah, to- that's my question. We'll never know. Pterosaur thinks this is all pussy shit, though. He literally he floats out of the sky, glowing with red power, and goes, "Wow, setting up a big gun to protect your base, fucking lame pussy shit, Megatron. You know what we should do? We should just go attack the maximals." And in fact, you're clearly too much of a coward to lead us anymore, so I'm going to lead us now because I'm big and strong. And the way that Megatron responds to this is, like, the line itself is fine. The delivery is very odd to me. What does he say? He says, I I can't remember the actual line, but he's like, Ooh, yes, okay. It's been a while since I've, like, flexed on you, basically. Yes, he's like, it's been a while (laughs) since I entertained myself. But Pterosaur completely fucking blasts his ass. Um, yeah, literally rip Megatron. Yeah, he shoots him to pieces and knocks him off a cliff. Dead, dead, deadest we've seen a Megatron in a while. Um, yeah, like eyes, eyes empty in pieces. Yeah, and also interesting thing, Pterosaur's gun got like a glow up in this episode because I. I I had it on the background here, and I, his gun in the previous episode was like, it, it looked like probably the gun that would come with his toy. In, the, in this episode, he has like a Quake 2 looking gun. It's like a big fucking scoped assault rifle. He also has yeah. shoulder launchers now. I don't think he had those before. He's he's juiced. He's so fucking he's juiced. He's juiced on bone hurting juice. Not only is his body juiced, it also juiced his gun and made him sprout new guns. <laughs> Scary. So yeah, he fucking blows it's, Megatron. Uh, it's, it's literally that uh that comic that you know Sensei, my powers Yeah. <laughs> my power is so strong. What's causing this? I don't know. That's scary. That's scary. So Immediately, he's like, "All right, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. I'm so buff. I got it. Let's go kill the Maximals right now." Oh fuck, my tummy hurts. Oh no, my tummy. <laughs> oh fuck, I've run out of bone hurting juice. I need, I need the pain. 
He literally like he literally like clutches his stomach as he as he runs away to go back to the bone hurting juice, and he says, uh, "Tarantulas, you're in charge. Bad, never do that. Never put him in charge of anything." Well, in this case, it's not so big a deal because that's true. Because he immediately just says, uh, "Scorpionok, you're in charge. I guess bye." Yeah. So Scorpionok. <laughs> um. Oh, also, uh, I want to say that um, I, we didn't mention this, but um, Pterosaur takes um, Megatron's vocal tics in the divorce. Oh, yeah, he does say, he does say, he does give a yes. Yes, yeah, it's like, I'm the leader of the Predacons now, yes. And, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, he goes, uh, Tarantula's like, yes, you're in charge, and Scorpionox will be like, that's not fair. I'm second in command. And Tarantulas is just like, okay, and leaves. Yeah, because he doesn't give a shit about any of this. He's just like, when the fuck did Pterosaur get so buff? I gotta go see what's up about this. Um, exactly. He's like, I have other shit to do. Goodbye. And so Waspinator goes up to Scorpion and says, well, what are your orders? Um, and Scorpion just looks down in the canyon where Megatron's parts are and he goes, we should grab him and fix him, our true, our true leader. Lo- lovingly stroking Megatron's disembodied head with his big stupid scorpion claw. <laughs> That's the last we'll see of them until the end of the episode. By the way, they're just doing that for the rest of the time. Listen, it can't be your day every day. It's it's and it's never Waspinator's day. Let me tell you. Just that is true. Just yesterday, he was shot with a bajillion bullets and knocked into a fucking alien standing stone bondage chamber. True. Uh, his arm, I forgot to mention, his arm gets shot off during that sequence. His arm literally falls off. It's fine. He gets better. So Cheetor sprints back to the Axelon with this news of like, because he sees the whole thing. So he's running at full speed. And Rhinox is like, oh, fuck. Cheetor's going really fast. He must have urgent business. Rattrap, open the door. And it cuts over to Rattrap. Who's playing video poker against the ship's computer. He's the only character, actually. (laughs) He's like, hang on, let me just finish this hand. I'm going to take this fucking stupid computer to the cleaners. And Optimus just turns it off without a word. Yeah, he's like... Well, first first he says... um, Actually, so... uh, First, Optimus is like... Cheetor's coming, open the gates, and Rattrap's like, give me, like, a minute so I can uh, beat this dumb AI into the ground. And Optimus is like, he's coming pretty fast, it's probably important. And Rattrap's like, yeah, yeah, so is this, though. And then (laughs) Optimus turns it off. Hang on, I have almost, I'm almost unlocked the max head for TF2, I'm almost, I'm, I'm, no! The joke is he's playing poker out of the inventory. Um, so Cheetor wa- uh, like wanders in and he's he's like babbling basically he's too keyed up and Optimus like hey hey slow slow down transform take a breath <laughs> organize your thoughts please so he tells him he tells him what's up and Rat Trap for some reason is like a floating mountain that's fucking stupid that would never happen here. No, a flying mountain. That's fucking stupid. Yes. And Cheetor's like, and, oh, and it didn't. He wasn't fucking flying. He was floating. God. Duh. And Ratchet's like, okay. Sure, man. Whatever. 
So they triangulate the location of this mountain. Pterosaur is like... Oh, well, I just... Well, he also, like, talks about, like, mentions Pterosaur specifically, and Optimus basically goes, I want that Predacon obliterated. Yeah. So we see Pterosaur flying around. He's going through withdrawals from the bone hurting juice. He's like, oh, I gotta... I gotta Damn, get this to... keeps happening in every <laughs> one of these shows we watch, huh? I gotta get to the mountain. <laughs> I gotta get the power. And, and Tarantula's hopping along behind him. Uh, waiting to see what happens, and they're they're tracking tarantulas and, and pterosaur, but their their tracking shuts down to the proximity of massive amounts of energon. So Optimus is like, "All right, rat trap, we're gonna fly out to the mountain." And so we get a, we get the scene of of rat trap in rat mode. The only scene that matters. Clinging desperately to Optimus Primal's back as he jetpacks over there. It's pretty good, is the thing about it. Yeah, so Optimus told him to rig for demolition, uh, which I think is... Technically, Rat Trap is like the espionage and demolition guy, so that makes sense, right? Yeah. Because they're going to blow this... And it also checks that Rat Trap is the demolition guy. We're going to... They're going to blow this mountain the fuck up. Um... So Tarantulas, having gotten to the bottom of the mountain, transforms and instantly almost goes into stasis lock, and he's like, ooh... This is the real shit over here. Also, he has a grappling hook now. And he climbs the grappling hook in spider mode. Here's a question. Yeah. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. If he's in beast mode, does it fire out of his ass? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I hate that. Um, Rat I just got to the part in Hunter Hunter again in my reread uh, with the spider chimera, um, chimera ant. And he's giving out webbing and he's like i hate doing this it makes my butt hurt so much (laughs) (laughs) and it's like damn tagashi has some real bangers in there that's so fucking funny rat trap tells Optimus that if he wanted to fly he would have been a bat not a rat uh he is he is like you can't see it because the animation is not nearly good enough for it. But if it were, you would have seen you would see Rat Trap's jowls pulling away oh, from yeah. his teeth with the force of the wind. Absolutely. Um, and so Optimus and Rat Trap kind of head into this mountain uh, to the heart of it, and they they see Terrorsaur get fucking juiced up. Right, he goes he goes back into the in- invisible fucking bone hurting juice chamber and gets fucking supercharged and primal's like okay that's that seems bad um i'm going to hold him off while you blow the mountain up and rat trap says wait a minute you're my ride home what happens if pterosaur kills you well no i want to talk i want to talk about the actual uh phrasing of these lines because they're very funny um so yeah rat traps like what if a uh, pterosaur blasts you to pieces? It's a long way down. And Optimus just goes, sure is. <laughs> and Ratchet's like, love a, love a smart bot. <laughs> like, really sarcastically. Yeah. Yeah, he, just le- he just says that and just leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, so Optimus knows that, like, pterosaur circuits can't hold that charge for very long. So he he just he just goes to fight him. He leads him away from the mountain so Rat Trap can set up set us up the bomb. 
Um, and then he gets attacked by a spider uh, because he, like he's walking by, and then Tarantulas is, is bo- oh, oh, bo- on a rock behind him, and you just hear Tarantulas go, Aah! and then he literally, there is no other word for this. He rides him, and the motion is bad to look at. Rat trap while he is that shit pest control <laughs> rat trap while tarantulas is clinging to his back runs him directly into a rock with like a cartoon bonk sound effect they want to f- oh my god They're, like i hate using homesuck terms but they really are kismases and while all of this is happening optimus and terrace are having like a fucking cool aerial duel where Optimus is doing like rocket stops to to get behind pterosaur they're doing a bunch of acrobatics and shit and then you cut back to rat trap and tarantulas who are just rolling around on the ground <laughs> it's like I, I can't even describe this i want to know what the animators were thinking nothing i assume but good god <laughs> Like and the way that Rattrap gets out of this is that he he kicks Tarantulas away from a cliff, throws mud in his eye, <laughs> <laughs> throws mud in all of his eyes at once, and then not to make another Homestuck reference, but he warned him about the stairs. And the, he he just like he, Tarantulas falls over the edge of this cliff and falls for like. <laughs> It's like it's like one of those really funny video, like Breath of the Wild fucked up videos again, making a lot of Breath of the Wild and Homestuck references tonight. But where like falling off one hill ch- sets off a chain event where you just keep falling for like twenty seconds. It's like fucking Homer falling down Springfield Gorge. Yes. So that's Tarantulas dealt with. Uh, meanwhile, Terrorsaur is once again he he runs out of he runs out of juice right as he's about to blow up optimus and he's like oh gotta have my juice oh i need it yeah boy boy it really does look like something how huh, when tarantulas jumps on rat trap i just got to that part yes yes oh right you're one wa- i forget that, that you watch these live yeah hey it's it's something, huh? I just ha- I have it muted in the background just as a reference. Yeah. There's also a bit where Rattrap starts like slapping like like a fucking schoolyard fight. He's like slapping tarantulas with his little rat hands. <laughs> so stupid. like it's it is it is a very specific kind of animation. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like it's only like three seconds, but my god, look, that abdomen is is bouncing and grooving. Is all I'll say. Looks, it looks like they're they're fucking nasty. Yeah, like I'm just gonna. Say, it looks like they're fucking nasty. And so, with the Predacons dealt with, Optimus is like, all right, Rat Trap, uh, I can't transform, or else I will get like fucking all my shit wrecked by the energon blast and like fry my robot mode circuits so i'm just gonna hold you like a football and we're gonna jump and rat trap says i don't like that idea and optimus says well and then he jumps yeah and then he jumps and yet again we get another fucking exploding behind a guy as he falls in slow motion thing and he they do not die he grabs a branch at the last minute and he's uh, in a, there's a nice moment where where rat traps like oh well we made it 
we made it. I should have, I, I, I'm glad I trusted you. And, and, and Otto was like, you did a real good job today, buddy. You, you, you did it. <laughs> and Rauchup again goes, never do this to me again. Uh-huh. Please stop making me do things. It's like, well, unfortunately, I'm, you're really I'm, good at it, so. I'm a simple vermin. Also, that's the other thing, is that Tarantulas does call Rattrap a vermin, which is really funny coming from a huge tarantula. Yeah, come on, man. You Sort of a pot kettle situation going on here. Uh, yeah, the mountain blows the fuck up, right? It just it explodes spectacularly. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're all done. <laughs> so then, yeah, Pterosaur, he can't get the juice anymore. The juice is gone. The juice has been exploded. And he's like, well... That sucks. That's a bummer. But at least I killed Megatron, and he heads back to base, and he and he, and he gets home, and Megatron walks out, bre- looking brand new, and he says, "Oh, look who's back!" Surprise, bitch! And literally, Pterosaur turns white as it goes. Literally, he goes pale in in his fucking pterosaur form. And the last thing we hear, the last sound bite is um, a. I would argue chicken-esque squawk. Yeah. So, ter- so Pterosaur got the, like, prime Starscream treatment, right? Before that one episode where where uh, Megatron was resurrected. And he literally right. grabs him out of the sky. Yeah. He got, he got, he, he got the beat down. <laughs> He's going to be spending a long time. In the big, in the big comvat is all I'll say. Like I said, this is this, <laughs> this is the issue with not having Starscream on your main roster. I'm telling you. Anyhow, eight times out of ten, it's probably going to be Terrorsaur, right? Because he's he's a, he's the screechy guy who flies. But sometimes Tarantulas is going to get a big head. And I mean, hard to hard to figure out where Dinobot lies. Yeah, in all of this. He, he's like in an advanced Starscream tier where like he's not he's he's just trying to kill you at this one. He's not even trying to take over. Yeah. He he but he joined a different team. He hated you so much. To be fair, I think there are some continuities, particularly Prime, where Starscream gets pretty close to that. That's right. Armada especially. Right. So that is, that is our episodes for today. Uh, this is sort of the start of what I usually think of when I uh, think of Beast Wars, right? Where yeah. there's this, there's a lot of these weird alien artifacts scattered around everywhere, and for a very long time, you don't really know what's up with that. Like there's there are these episodes like the last two where you're just going on funny adventures with your 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 two polygon animal friends, and then sometimes like oh some fucked up alien shits happening now I guess well shit yeah these well are... it'll get more interesting as things go on for sure we're gonna see some strange stuff going forward because remember. All of this started with the theft of what appears to be the Voyager Golden Disc. So, so Oh, and actually before before we finish, that's one thing in the last episode that we didn't mention is that when the Maximals do finally like get possession of this thing and the Predacons retreat, um Megatron says, "Go ahead, keep like keep the artifact Optimus after all." 
just remember, not all aliens are aliens are beneficent after all. That's right. Which will certainly have no consequences. Again, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm sure the aliens are fine and normal. But yeah. And this is also gotta remember one thing you gotta know about Beast Wars. This absolutely is not Earth. I mean, it has two moons. It can't be Earth. Come on. So, question time. Uh, I don't believe we have any on Twitter. We do not have any on Twitter this week. So, right to the Discord for us. Strawberry Jam but Robot Daphnis, last week's guest, asks... What is the most wild case of interpersonal conflict that you had to navigate that you are comfortable sharing, of course? I'm trying to mm. think of anything for me. I don't usually, like, get into fights, generally. Yeah. I like to stay in my lane and mind my own business. I don't need, I don't need that. I mean, I guess, like, I won't name names, but um, I had a boss who gaslit me for two and a half years, so... Navigating that. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty bad as far as bosses go. And that's not a. Starting as a boss is already a bad start, generally. Yeah, she's a, she's a piece of work. Every so often, she's like a semi public figure. And every so often, I think about writing a call out post for her. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Um, so. Semi public. Okay. <laughs> Pilot Light Aurora asks, "Are there any aliens from fiction or anything that seem that particularly that seem like? Let me take this again. Are there any aliens from <laughs> fiction or anything that seem like they'd be pretty all right to be abducted by?" I mean, I wouldn't mind getting uh, abducted abducted by some of the the Mass Effect aliens, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I was about to say you're gonna say something horny, but. It, any given Mass Effect alien, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I really... Uh, listen, they have some good designs, I'm not gonna lie. Um, particularly the Drell. Which one are those? That's um, Thane. Oh, They're okay. Frog one. The frog guys, yeah. Yeah, um, I really, I really like... Thane. Thane is my Thane is the guy I romance literally every time I can. If I'm not romancing Garrus, but usually it's 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 Thane, and then I do someone else for the first and third games, um, because he looks so good. Also, he like relives memories about his dead wife in front of you, and what's sexier than that? <laughs> Hot. I mean, yeah, probably one of the Mass Effect aliens. Like that's that's generally like, although they don't really seem like the abducting type, do they? Most of them. I mean, if you wanted to go full alien and robot fucker, as I I done the both, the Geth. I was about to I was about to say the Geth. The Geth seemed cool as fuck. Or those um the big floaty guys that have the literal like the, the, the yeah the fucking and, not, and like guys that have to say audibly what they're feeling because they just have completely flat voices. I like those guys. Oh, the Elcor, yeah. Yes. The Elcor are great. Uh, yeah, the Hanor would be very funny to be abducted by. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think the Elcor would be a very chill time. The Elcor seem to be the most um, chill species uh, in the galaxy, I would say. That's right. Uh, 
but the Hanar would be very funny. Also, for which one of the Hanar? You're you're so much more knowledgeable about Maz. I only know uh, like the, the big ones. The Hanar, are the jellyfish with the tentacle, the the floating oh, ones that you just mentioned. Oh, right. That's the Hanar. That, okay. you know, this one believes in. They're like very religious and say this one and um are actually the like colonizers of the Drell, which are who Thane is. Yeah, which is. I mean, they're sort of like. It's like a weird story between the two of them, not to go that far into Mass Effect on a Transformers podcast, but um, basically they like colonized the Drell homeworld and it became the Hanar homeworld, but it's more like a symbiotic relationship where the Drell would have basically disappeared without the, would have gone extinct without the uh, Hanar's interference, but like the Hanar, like Thane is an assassin for a Hanar, for the Hanar. I see. Okay, interesting. Because because they basically have this like indentured servitude over the Drell. Colonized by jellyfish people, huh? By really religious jellyfish people who only refer to themselves in the third person. It's also from Aurora here. Inverse alien abduction. A classic little green bug-eyed Martian shows up at your door asking for you to show it the best stuff Earth has to offer. Where do you take it? It is agreed to foot the bill wherever you take it. I kill it with a bat, I can tell you that much. I take it to see John Wick, Chapter 4, out in theaters this weekend. Uh, where would I actually take it? I mean, assuming that it's, like, New York, probably Coney Island. Yeah, like, you have way better options than I do, living in buttfuck yeah. nowhere on the outskirts of, like, the Fort Worth area. I don't know, there's a Chicken Express in walking distance of my house. <laughs> Yeah, I just I pop it on the subway and we go to Coney Island. It rules. I guess I and know. then I can get them a big inflatable little green man toy. I guess I could and be like, hey, it's just like you. I could drive it up to Six Flags over Texas, which is like a like a forty minute drive from my house. So you can there see you the go. fourth best Six Flags park. <laughs> it's only slightly shabby. <sighs> Sam's name. Optimus Primal's lubed up thighs asks, what place that is completely ordinary to us do you think eventual future historians will absolutely lose their shit over when it's unearthed as a mysterious prehistoric ruin? Same answer, Coney Island. Yeah, any given theme park, right? Like... Actually, you know what, for real though? The Christian theme parks. Oh! Oh, like Those the fucking, ones. The fucking creation experience or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And I know that's not the only one. Like, that's the most well-known one, but I know there are others out there. Yeah, there's just a bunch of them along the Bible Belt. Yeah, like, theme parks that are shit. fairly mundane to us. Like, we're so used to roller coasters or whatever. Like, I guess they aren't the most mundane thing in the world, but they're definitely, like, normal, right? But imagine someone who doesn't know what a fucking roller coaster is unearthing that. Like unearthing one of the crazy or just ones. Like, yeah, like an unearthing like this thing that looks like a death trap and all these like mascot characters. Yeah, it's like this is some kind of like ritualized sacrifice chamber. Exactly. Uh yeah. Um Leggy Spiderbot asks, if this were Earth, which it totally isn't, and there was a human <laughs> civilization nearby that they could get plucky kids from, what time period in place would you want it to be? Istanbul, the Crusades. Oh, God. 
Uh, I was going to go a little bit earlier back. I think Optimus Primal should have hung out with Gilgamesh and Enkidu. Pretty good. I think they should have. Um, uh, I, I think they I think they get along. Um, alternatively, like Qing Dynasty, Dynasty China. Oh, hell yeah. Well, honestly, there's not enough like ancient Transformers and not in the way that of like the the hollow matter stuff from um prime right where the olympians turned out to be the the 13 primes right around. Yeah, yeah, yeah i mean like i want to see <laughs> i want to see shockwave turn into a roman siege tower yeah we talked about this bring back hearts of steel you cowards and set it even further back yeah no no planes at all not Starscream even not even a fucking has glider to a bird. yeah exactly uh, also from Leggy Spiderbot, which beasties are into QAnon? Which debunks them on the leftist podcast QAnon Anonymous? That's a great podcast. I listen to that one. Uh, I feel like the most likely guy to fall down a QAnon rabbit hole is either Waspinator or Terrorsaur. I disagree. I think it's Scorponok. He is really dumb. And very successful. He's really dumb and very... Yeah, exactly. He's very susceptible to other people's opinions. Tarantulas has a lot of shit to sell him. Yeah, no, Tarantulas... I imagine, like, Tarantulas and Scorponok as, like... Um... Uh, like... Tarantulas drawing his... Like, Scorponok coming over to Tarantulas being like, Is that your human Sona? That's cringe. And then... Uh... Tarantulas going, you're cringe, <laughs> and then the the video, <laughs> yeah, the video I say from Scorponok. As for who debunks them, definitely Rhinox. It's Rhinox. I mean, I would say, I would say Tarantulas, but again, not out of the goodness of his heart, just no, to look, dunk. Tar- Tarantulas, no, Tarantulas is definitely a grifter. Tarantulas definitely has merch he wants to sell Scorponok. He's in it for the fucking the fun of it. No, Rhinox and Rhinox and, has his trap. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, Rhinox is the one who's very calmly debunking all this insane shit. Tarantulas and Rat Trap taking a pause from their hate sex to uh, <laughs> to uh, con con Scorpionok together. Good lord. I shouldn't just say things on this show. You you just open your mouth and words. There's happen. a lot of sentences that come out of my mouth. There are I, that the, every, many people are saying this. Blurberry muffin, but a robot asks, which blots with which bots would play Scrabble and who would win? Okay, so I, I think this is all. This is this is a maximal uh, game night situation. Uh, it's you, literally just Rhinox and Dinobot. Yeah, it's Rhinox and Dinobot. Gets too pissed off. I feel like. That's hard because Dinobot is very like loquacious, right? Like he's he's very wordy. Okay, it's here's the thing. Dinobot wins, but it's not legit. Rhinox loses on purpose because he can't stand it either at some point. Cuz he knows he's it, Dinobot's going to throw a fit and fucking flip yeah, the table. Exactly. Let, let let the Wookiee win sort of situation. Yeah. Exactly. He's the only one with enough patience to do that. that. Everyone else gets pissed the fuck off. Yeah, and Dinobot knows immediately when everyone else throws the game because, like, Rat Trap will put down the word "is." Cheetor just eats just eats the tiles. He doesn't know how to read. Yeah, Cheetor doesn't participate at all. 
Cheetor's too stupid for this. Cheetor Cheetor just wants to play Twister or something, or Jenga. No, he would hate Jenga. Jenga requires too much patience. Yeah, no. He's uh, just just in the corner with a Boppet. That's what he's doing. uh, Boppet, or uh, I feel like he would be great at Hungry Hungry Hippos. (laughs) He's playing all four at the same time because he's so fast. Uh, Nurse Lakin asks, listen. It may take them a while to talk him into it, but once Optimus... Oh, that's 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 a... that's I don't think Optimus is good at Scrabble, although he was reading a book. He's fine at it, but, like, he's just not that competitive, yeah. and Dinobot just makes it so not fun for anyone. Yeah, what are, what are the Predacon game nights like? Monopoly. Oh, God, and they take fucking six hours, and someone, like, fucking people get blasted into pieces over shit yeah it's monopoly and it's clue and on the clue nights they all just evolve into being like i kill you i kill you with the lead pipe tarantula's always wins a monopoly he's always got some crazy shit up his sleeve yeah he might be cheating but no one can catch him in the act so it's impossible to say so it's not cheating if you don't get caught exactly Sobwitch asks, who in Beast Wars makes the best tacos, and what kind of tacos do they specialize in? I'm like Um, cast, you know, here's the thing. I'm casting my mind forward to a certain cowboy-voiced rattlesnake-scorpion hybrid. uh Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, that dude makes crazy brisket tacos. Yes, but with these... With our current casts... I'm going to give it to Rat Trap because he's uh, an urban guy yeah. and I think he has the most exposure to uh, to different cuisines. What's his And specialty? I think he does I think he does like some fucked up bodega chopped cheese tacos. Oh hell yeah. What are the weird to- like what are the what are the specialty weird toppings on it? I mean, there's not anything particularly special about the toppings. It's just fucked up that he, like, took a chopped cheese and put it into a taco shell. Who's the worst at making tacos? You can't say Scorpionock. Uh, oh, oh uh, it's uh, Megatron because of his tiny hands. <laughs> He's the worst at cooking in general. Can't do shit with those. Right. Also, I did want to say that it like the limp-wristedness from Megatron is much funnier with the tiny arms, which you really start to notice this episode. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to gesture with the tiny arms. Oh, Megatron. I love I do love Beast Wars Megatron so much. Yes. Robinus Prime asks, who do you think on either side of the conflict has combined an iQuil with Dayquil? Rat trap. Literally all of them. They're all running on Quill right now. <laughs> all of them. Literally all of them have done it at some point. Tarantulas is still doing it. He just likes, yeah, he just, some he of just likes the taste. Some of them continue to do it, but I, I am of the firm belief that every single one of them has tried it at some point. <laughs> Rhinox is not enough of a doctor to, to know better about that. Well, it might do something. Might not. It's Quill. Might as well. Might as well give Quill a try. Introducing the new porcupine. <laughs> uh, Maximal Quill. <laughs> but it's spelled weird. It's, it's got a Y in there somewhere. It's Yeah, it's K-W-Y-L. Pilot Light Aurora asks, 
could Optimus Primal beat Winston Overwatch? No. I uh, mean, yes, he what? could actually, because Optimus Primal has is just covered in weapons. Uh, my answer is no, because they would never fight. They would make eye contact and then simultaneously do the slide dash to show each other their asses to yeah. make sure that they knew that there was no insult That's right. involved. They would never. They 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 would they would do that and then they would have a long conversation about like the nature of intellect. Yeah. Like make some tea. Because like, yeah, I mean, obviously, Primal right now is kind of this young, experienced guy. But as he develops, he does become like kind of a spiritual guy, which I find interesting. He also turns into a really big, stupid-looking form in the third season, which I can't wait to get to. But yeah, that that is our last question for this week. This has been Prime Cuts. You can follow us on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod. Join our Discord. I promise I will try to get another Jackbox night going, but I'm 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 a little busy during the week. Yes, for me, I'm Nero. You can follow me on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher and on co-host at Dragon Snuggler, and I guess on Tumblr at Cyclonus with a five at the end because the there's someone there's some coward currently squatting on the on the Cyclonus uh, URL. I haven't even looked to see if it's an actual Transformers blog or not, but last time I checked, it was not. It wasn't even active last time you checked, right? Yeah. I want it so bad. Um, I have various other projects in various other places, such as Radio Free Heidelin, the Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast I do with my friend Jane. That is at Heidelin Radio on Twitter and at Radio Free Heidelin on co-host. Along with her, I also do a show called Talk Cycles once a month. That doesn't have any socials yet. Or, but it will it will soon, um, and that is a monthly podcast where each week our, our patrons choose a different show for us to cover. Uh, looking at the poll right now, it looks like next month is going to be Infinity Train Book 3, which I am certainly not complaining about. Um, and of course, we also have the Podcast of Power, the old She-Ra podcast, at Podcast of Power on Twitter. Uh, and that'll be it for me. Hi, I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr, Twitter, and co-host at Optimum on Prime. That's my funny robot internet joke. You can also listen to the other podcast I do, also on Noisepace, called Pod of Greed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh! We're in 5Ds, and it's pretty fucking good. Um, I have an upcoming podcast that I'm just trying to finish up with my partner before we launch uh, on Moonshot called I'm Eden Here, uh, which is going to be a new uh, podcast about the New York foodie scene. And I've also been cast in an audio drama that I don't have more information for you at the moment um, yet, but hopefully that will be coming uh, soon. Uh, and I, I think that's basically it. Noise space at XYZ. Go there. Listen. Shows. Yeah. Join our Discord. Um, so um, until next time, I'm going to... Um, Oh, geez. Um, I'm going to take a big sippy of my bone-hurting juice, transform, and roll out. Beast. <laughs>